This episode of The Cutting Room is sponsored by Grass Valley's Edia 6. Check out the new Edia 6 at www.grassvalley.com. What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Well, here's my final installment of my interview with Stuart Bass. Stuart's been an editor on The Wonder Years, The Office, and the one show everyone's been waiting for us to talk about, Arrested Development. Now, before we get into the interview, my producer Lauren Woodcock's segment, The Four Word Film Review, will take place after the interview. When I was interviewing Stuart, we were at a restaurant, so there's going to be a lot of noise in the background. If you listen in focus, you'll get to hear some great information about cutting Arrested Development. So Buster gets a hook replacement. You're not going to let you in at the country club with that. I don't want no part of your tight-ass country club, you freak, bitch! So I'd like to jump, jump to Arrested Development. Uh-huh. Now, Arrested Development was shot in a mockumentary style, and because of this, at least what I, my research told me was the, the shot count was really high. What were the rushes like, and how did you approach cutting this semi-doc style? Right, well, yeah, Mitch, Mitch's original, what he really wanted to do was have two station wagons. One would have all the actors in it, and one would have the cameraman and the equipment, and they would, like, stop off somewhere, jump out and shoot whatever scenes they had, and then get back in and run off. And the studio wasn't going to let them do that. <laughs> so, but, it, yeah, it was, it was chaos. And... It wasn't as organized as it appears when you see it. Mm -hmm. okay. the, the, they were always up against a gun writing the scripts, and the scripts weren't usually ready until the morning they started shooting. Mm -hmm. So the directors were really forced to just have the actors do the scenes, and they have the cameras just be two wing cameras. There'd be two cameras, one on each side, and mm -hmm. catch whatever they can. And they would do, go through and do 10 or 11 takes and um, hope they got something, and the actors remembered their lines. Yeah. And, did yeah. they ad-lib in that a lot? or There was, yes, yeah, there's a little bit of ad-libbing. So as the editor, because we're, because they would do constant rewrites up to the shoot, did you have the flexibility to do rewrites in post as well with ADR? They didn't do rewrites, they did the first draft was, oh, it came out on Monday, yeah. Uh, fr like Friday would be a production meeting with a treatment. Yeah. And then the writers would work all weekend and write the first script and then Monday morning, the first draft of the script would be out, and that's what they'd start shooting. By Monday night, usually that draft was given to the studio and network, and they had notes. So in the second day of shooting, third day, you'd start getting the studio notes and network notes. So they might have shot already two days' worth of stuff that shouldn't have been shot or it needs to be changed already, and, and that would have affect the next three days. So basically, you ended up with a... Um, like a documentary, just a bunch of stuff that was fairly funny. <laughs> and as an editor, and, and not myself too, there was you know Richard Candy and Robert uh, Bramwell, and there was other, I wasn't the only editor on the show, and we would just jump into these things and... But I'm just thinking like, it, like that blows my mind because there's things in like the first episode that might be referenced months, or you know, in the second season. Or right. So how did they keep everything organized then? if? Things would shift. <laughs> there was no real. It was you just. Wow. You know, Mitch was the vision. Yeah. So he he had in mind what he wanted, and you know, and and then <laughs> we, every so often we have to go reshoot a little piece to you know to bridge something or make it work or to fix it. But 
The uh, editing, that was one show I was on where editing was truly uh, a, another script draft. Wow. I mean, there was a huge amount of loop lines, m you know, th 30 to 60 per episode. Jeez. They're pretty well hidden. But there was, you know, a lot of rewriting, a lot of changing dialogue, and intercutting scenes, the same thing. You know, we, we mm -hmm. just use every trick in the book. You watch it, it's pretty choppy looking because it's, it had to be, it had yeah. to, to, to move things along. The six page, up really often you'd end up with a six page with a seven minute opening scene. Yeah. It would be cut down to about 30 seconds. Wow. And it was, you know, so it was all compressed and. That's amazing. And then a lot of times those, those graphics that we cut in and cut was, was a way to jump story up. You know, we have to come up with that stuff to move story along. Well, I was going to ask you how those sharp cuts would come along, like how how those developed to, I guess, evolve the story. Or yeah, well, a lot of times it was just out of necessity to take a minute and a half of scene out, mm -hmm. and like the actors would jump to another side of the room, and you just come up with some graphic or something that would help you along and get another laugh anyway. Now, how did you guys start to use the cutting? to help with the humor or the comedy in the show? It was another script draft. Yeah. <laughs> so we could, okay. you could tighten up setups. If something takes too long to set up, it's not funny anymore. And Mitch was a, is a genius, too, mm -hmm. the, the executive producer. And he, and he, he understood the fluidity of editing. He understood that you could do anything. Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that everything was handheld and jiggly mm -hmm. helped a lot because you could, you could make things sloppier. If it was shot, stayed, and with, you know, overs that didn't move, and mm -hmm. it would be harder to make the kind of jumpy things that yeah. we had to make to make it work. So I'll jump to the, the Twitter questions for you. <laughs> At PTSIA asked, how not having a laugh track in the show influenced your cuts? You know, laugh tracks and multicam sitcoms, mm -hmm. which were, they have laughs, aren't laugh, you know, there's a studio audience yeah. there. Yeah. And somebody says a joke, and the rhythm is, you need to leave a little hole for the laughs, mm -hmm. or it's a theater production, or, or they, you can't hear the dialogue. Mm -hmm. So, after MASH was one of the, when I worked on that or MASH, the, they would play the laughs very low. They hated having laughs mm -hmm. on their track at all. It was okay. just required by the network. So the laughs were low, and we would we would tighten up things as if there were no laughs, and just kind of okay. play them low and underneath the dialogue. So on Arrested Development, because we didn't have a laugh track, it was freeing. That you didn't have to leave a laugh hole. Yeah. You could just move things along. Yeah, well you would, I mean the MASH editors would cut so it felt natural and then just push mm -hmm. the laughs underneath them. Okay. And when I worked on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was um, a multicam show, mm -hmm. but we couldn't do it with a, uh, with, a, uh, with a live audience because there was a, um, too many effects, so too many visual effects. Mm -hmm. She was always disappearing and stuff. Yeah. So it was a hybrid. So it was cut like more like a s sitcom, but I did the same thing. I would never give them a big enough laugh hole. Yeah. And, and I would always get complaints from the laugh track guys and yeah. stuff that I wasn't doing that. But you know, you'd, you'd move it along. Yeah, you, guess, especially with nowadays with the, the net, everything like pacing wise has picked up with stories just being. Yeah, and I wonder if that uncomfortable rhythm is why the sitcoms aren't coming back. Maybe. But but you know you watch a you know Will and Grace or you mm -hmm. know you know any contemporary sitcom and they, they have these huge holes yeah you know, and a very unnatural rhythm to things. At the the guy Glenn Montgomery asks, um, how did you manage so many characters with so many with such different traits on the show? 
that that's the fun of the show is that everybody has their own character <laughs> and you know you're trying to um, find the performances that best express that character and, mm-hmm. and play with that as much as you can so uh, how do you manage it you just do the best you can for each guy okay <laughs> right? so I guess I'll, I'll jump to the office yeah and did you did the cut the documentary style hinder you in the cutting room with improper coverage since it's shot like a doc do you have coverage issues at all or you do have coverage issues but you can usually clever your way out of them okay. you know you, you do the same thing you do in a doc you, you know you, you steal a shot or you mm-hmm. um, you know you find the pieces you need to, to tighten things up it's interesting when we first started the first six were we, we started pacing it like the English show okay. they were there were 40 minute shows and they they played really well but and and it had that there's a mundane feel to the British show that uh, that we liked, you know, the uh, cutting to the Xerox machine just going over and over yeah. again and people... So it was, in order to make it an American show, yeah, we had to compress them down to 22 minutes. So we used, uh, and again, like, like, like uh, you know, every trick in the book that we could, especially intercutting multiple scenes together. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I did that, I, uh, and I pulled the... Uh, Greg Daniels was in the room with uh, really the... the, the, the the editor on the show is uh, Dave Rogers, mm-hmm. who uh, he, he you know he started at the beginning with me and, and and is still to this day doing it. Yeah, and was you know really vocal in the style. But I remember pulling them in and showing them that, you know how I'd taken you know two scenes and compressed and you know and that became kind of a, a standard to try and get as much production value out of it. So it, it, so if you have a forty minute show and you want to cut it down to twenty two, you might not you might not lose a scene. You might mm-hmm. just use some of the pictures or a couple little lines of dialogue in there and intersperse them somehow to to yeah. compress action and, and, and move things along. And because you have, again, because the cameras are wandering around and there's whip pans and whatnot, you can mm-hmm. always fake a whip pan to something new or uh, cross takes at that point. Right. Um, you know, and we cross the line, we, you know. Many so, times, or? Yeah, whatever makes, whatever works for the humor. Okay. I was gonna ask how it differed from the British show, because you started with the British show as your sort of template, but how did you guys? The biggest thing was the pace. Okay. Was, because I got, uh, we, the shows, our first six shows, there are versions of them. The very first versions play like the British show and we were thinking maybe you could run those on Bravo because they were still really mm-hmm. good, but they were not NBC yeah. shows. So how did it change? Uh, you know, it had to be paced up. The other thing that was going was the story arcs on the British show, they know mm-hmm. they're only going to do 12 episodes, so they could have everything fall apart by the 12th yeah. episode. Well, Steve Carell, in the beginning, we couldn't play him unsympathetic. That was a real, you know, we, we, they shot the first 12, and then we started editing them. Yeah. And we realized that we had to make Steve much nicer than his mm-hmm. British counterpart. You know, he, he had to be nicer because it had to sustain for longer than 12 episodes. So that was a that was a huge factor in the editing, was was looking for those moments where he wasn't completely an asshole and, you know. Yeah. Um, no, but you, you say that the one of the things was the pacing. Yeah. But there's still like, um, in the first season in particular, there's a very different sort of pacing to the show. Like I found that a lot of times you guys would let it sort of sit on a moment 
whereas now they would cut away. I don't know if you've watched. Like, no, I know I've worked on it recently, and we talk about that. You know what it is? It's also, it's, yeah, they become slightly more conventional mm -hmm. and a little more silly. Yeah. Recently, so that that tightens things up. But and also they they don't. In the first one, they would reference the cameras a bit more. So mm -hmm. like they would sort of they almost reference that a doc was being made about them. Right. Whereas now it's sort of. Yeah, no, that's changed. But I was I worked on one episode. I guess it was two seasons ago now that had the feeling of the the first six or the first first season where there was more depth to it. It was where uh, Michael's contemplating leaving Dunder mm -hmm. Mifflin and he's kind of thinking back to what that means and, and you know he's going to start his own company and it, there was there's more depth to it so in that episode it was possible to go back to that older cutting pattern where things were a little slower and there were mm -hmm. periods where you just see um, Michael wandering around the office looking at people or you know that those kind of moments if if the story doesn't have that level of subtext and, and to it you know it's just kind of silly like another one one I did called uh, about the uh, the discotheque yep then things move along very quickly okay. and and there's no reason to sit on anything now there was lots like because a lot of the actors in the show are also writers on it so was there a lot of ad-libbing or I guess rewriting on set and how did that sort of affect you in post? There's ad-libbing and there's those the scenes get honed okay. and they do a lot of takes so you might do a scene 12 or 20 times and they'll there'll be subtle changes mm -hmm. the basic scenes there and it's, it's not ad-libs like Jackie Gleason would add yeah. a new joke but they might take two sentences and put them together find a different way to say something so it's more right. efficient so you end up with um, this scene watching the scene evolve okay. and sometimes it evolves away from what it should be and we end up using early takes and sometimes what it evolves to is you know and it's a, that's a judgment call and, and it just gives you really a wide spectrum of how, how you want a scene to go. Now I have uh, two more questions. First I wanted to talk to you about your website that you created. Your webpage takes a tongue-in-cheek tongue look at editing and editors. Uh, why do you think it's important to step back and not take ourselves so seriously as editors? Because if we take things too seriously, we'll never get out of this life alive. You just can't be serious all the time. And the, the website was kind of an outlet, and especially mm -hmm. when we were in really tough situations. You know, I'll think up another article to throw up on it, or and, and, and I haven't had anything in a while. I know that, like Mitch and I would riff off of each other, and that's how we came up with the uh, tips for producers sec section. And okay. you know, it just—it's it, kind of naturally evolved. And uh, then my last question is: this one I ask all the editors, and I'll modify it slightly for you. What's your favorite guilty pleasure television show? My Life on the D List, <laughs> Money <Monty> Griffin. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a great show. It's, I mean, she's nuts, and they oh, just go around her. <laughs> it's. Great show. Well, thank you very much for letting me interview you. Oh, sure. That was the final part of my interview with Stuart Bass. There's no more. There's no more. This is my producer, Lauren Woodcock, with me. Burkell. And Lauren? Yeah? What is your favorite scene from an Arrested Development? Oh, good one. Um, episode. Right, right. So many to choose from. I don't know. I think I like the when they're they keep trying to 
be chickens, but they don't know how. You're a chicken. Cuckoo ka cha! Cuckoo ka cha! What are you doing? Michael and women? A cuckoo ka cha! Look, I haven't found the right girl. When I do, I will ask her out. Has anyone in this family ever even seen a chicken? I think I like that part. Okay. Yeah, how about you? I think when he tries to join the Blue Man group, uh, Tobias yes, Funke. Yes, that was a very good part. That's a whole oh, series of... Um, you like you like a series of the episodes, yeah. basically. Yeah, basically. Good. So, with that said... There's mm-hmm. no segue here. We're just going to jump right in. Okay, let's do it. Forward film review. Yeah. What is what is going on with that? What happened this week? With the forward film review, nobody guessed right. You got guesses, but no one guessed right. I can't believe it. I thought it was too easy. I felt bad that it was too easy. It was, you know, I was going to be um, dumbing it down, but... I think it's so easy that people don't want to guess it. People think that... Um, are we going to give them a new clue to that one? I don't know. Or are know. we going to give them a new one and just say that last one failed? I'm thinking we'll do another clue for the same Okay. Same so what's, thing. what's this new, new clue? The new clue is cutting corpses. So we've added two new words to the forward film review this week it is now a six word film review <laughs> so cutting corpses and what was the other one right below it it was oh yes mortuary editing post-mortem so uh yeah whoever's and it's a tv quit. show gourd <laughs> oh my gosh this is forward tv show review right yeah the title of tv show isn't four words <gasps> even more clues oh my gosh <laughs> We're just, yeah. we're just, we're clue whores. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so th- that's what she got. Cutting corpses and mortuary editing postmortem. So okay. I, I expect for the answer to come in this, this time. Yeah. I, I don't know what else I could give you. TV show, not forward title, six words on the subject matter. So you guys, you, you're, no one was even close. That's what blew me away. What were some of the guesses? Someone guessed MASH. Interesting. Mortuary. The movie MASH. Editing postmortem. Well, maybe it's because nobody thought it was a TV show. Maybe people didn't realize how broad the spectrum is. Yeah, apparently it's really broad. It's so broad. So broad. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I think uh, we should wrap up this yeah? episode of The Cutting Room. Okay. Oh, and so with the new additions to our forward film review where can they send their guesses info at art of the guillotine.com that's info at art of the guillotine.com so that's our episode for this week i'd like to thank lauren woodcock my producer Raquel. and also i'm I'd mrs Burkell. i'd also like to thank Show some respect i'd also like to thank Stuart bass for allowing me to interview him and i'd also like to thank the american cinema editors I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.